and we're off. <laughs> Start off with a cough. <laughs> <laughs> We always do this, Sarah. We always start off with something. And then, Michael, you go and edit it and you put it in so you look like a complete bunch of idiots. But anyway, we're not. We're pros. We, we know what we're doing now, don't we? Press record. All goes to hell in a handcart. Okay. Welcome to the Full Stop Podcast and it is episode 8 and we are doing something madly called the Alternative Kings and Queens Speech. And the reason that we're doing this is because we had this mad idea that actually sometimes when you sit there at Christmas and in any part of the holidays, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, any celebration really that happens at any time of the year, you can often feel that you're completely alone. And one of the things that Michael tells us at the end of every episode is we're not alone. But I think that December is a month that's particularly triggering. We can be at office parties. We might be working alone from home, like I do, and you feel completely on, on your own. Everyone out there is celebrating. They've got reason to celebrate. It's all very family orientated. But you're not, because we know that you're not alone, because we have over 1,500 people have been on our website, and we've got all these people all around the world who are all listening. And we wanted to kind of get you all together as a kind of alternative kind of audio based podcast based message um so you can hear some voices and you can tune in at any particular point you like as is the wonder of podcast technology and you can listen to us rabbit on as we do <laughs> supported by some much more wise words from people all around the world and we've been absolutely i don't know about you guys sarah michael we've been thrilled to bits have we not yeah we certainly yeah. have yes we have. <laughs> yeah it's so yeah. good so good to see all the messages coming in you just think oh wow yeah <laughs> i think this has really chimed with people yeah and i think we want to try and make it you know you know how i don't know about you but i always have to watch the um the muppets christmas carol if i don't then i it's just not you know i just can't it just can't proceed any further but that's kind of the annual thing and i'm kind of hoping that the um full top podcast will be a bit like the muppets christmas carol I'm not saying which Muppet we all are. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'll put it out there. I'll be Gonzo. I love Gonzo. Oh, well, well Michael's obviously Michael Caine, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're Scrooge, man. <laughs> Cookies. <laughs> so I'm hoping that next year, if you haven't kind of felt like you want to do something this year, that you might join us next year, that we will be around. And that actually is a promise now because we're oh saying God. on layer right now that we will be here next year. Mm. Sorry. We, we'll be. Yeah. We, yeah will. we will be. Pinky promise. I can't sort of get on here somehow. Oh. Oh, who's that? <gasps> the voice. Can is that, is that can you can you hear me oh, we can hear you yeah, we can I? hear you we can well, hear you my lovely <laughs> well i'm delighted about that I, all i can see is my name can you see me no yeah. we you're, can't you're, see um, you you might have to just press the start video button in the bottom oh, left hand side thank you Ta -da! Yeah. there we go <laughs> 
sorry. No. I, was, I was looking to say, oh, I'm doing something wrong here. How are you all? We're fine. Good, good morning, Tessa. Good morning. Good. Good to see you, Berenice, because because I haven't um, you know didn't see you last time. I know I was the elusive. I've been a bit elusive this past few episodes, I have to say. Um, but of course, Michael and Sarah, you know, they they know far more what we're doing um, than I than I do. How are you? You good? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Good. Yes. It's lovely to have you with us today. Oh, brilliant! Nice. No, I'm delighted to be here. Great. I didn't really be feeling this good because I have a bit of a late night. But anyway, if I yawn, Wait, well, it's another we one. All, Did we I? all. Yeah. No <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm yawning, it's not because I'm bored. I'm just, you know, lacking yeah. in sleep. No, mm. we're, we're all the same. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, so we're actually doing a recording, or we're we're starting the, the re recording at the moment. But don't worry, because we're editing as well. So don't worry about that at all. Everything is edited. Um, we have Jodie with us this morning as well. He's going to be doing um, her piece as well which is slightly separate she's going to be our special guest on this and they'll be surrounded by the messages from everybody as well we've also got Steph joining us from Wild Child this week um, any second now oh, um, bless her. and probably other people um, we've, we've just given out the link but I'm not quite sure um, who's going to be joining us I think that might be everyone Sarah she's been keeping the controls of everything and then we're editing in some other messages that we have from um, Kate Kaufman and from Brandy as well not so mummy um, so yeah we're, we're freestyling a bit at the minute so we're just waiting for everyone just to join us and we're just doing a little bit of kind of padding for the podcast whilst we're all sitting here together um because it's about nine o'clock at night where michael is as well so um good morning stan morning Yay! i made it so i wasn't sure what's going on i'm all right thanks <laughs> Oh, it's so lovely to see you, isn't it? Darling. I know it's been a while, and I thought, oh my God, get your ass out of bed, girl. Might have had a shower, but get your ass on the camera. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it is so lovely to have you here. It really is. I haven't actually prepared anything. Don't worry, though, we, but I mean, we don't yeah. either. Don't worry, we're winging it. I've got no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm, yeah, I can, yeah, I mean, I can talk for England, so I'll be able to think of something to say for sure. That's absolutely fine, we don't mind. Michael, do you actually have any words written down, or Sarah? I never asked you, do you actually write any notes down for the podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> with the, with the amount of ums and ahs that I do, no. <laughs> Yeah, see, we're great. We know what we're doing. Totally with it, aren't we? Okay, right. right. So who would like to go first, Steph or Tessa? Who would like to say some words to our... Go on, Tess. You were there first. Uh, yeah, you go for it. Because uh, I haven't prepared anything either. <laughs> don't worry. Okay. I'll I'm always coming it. on and thinking, what the hell are we here for again? Do you think it's <laughs> <laughs> the last podcast you did? And then this one, of I ain't too sure. And we're just, we're just doing like Christmas messages, aren't we, to people rather than... It can be, yeah, Christmas, holiday, whatever. We'd, what we've had, just to give you a little bit of context um, around what other people have done. Um, Kate Kaufman has been with us. We recorded with her uh, on the 11th and again with Brandy as well. And they were talking about, um, Kate did a piece about how we're not alone across the world. Other people will be feeling the same as you. And Brandy did a piece about how she had different traditions that she had created around Christmas for her and her husband and for their um, family and their friends. We've also had some messages that have come in where people have just simply just wished everyone a happy Christmas and a happy holidays. So it can be as simple or as long as you want to. 
it can be and you're welcome to introduce yourselves this is fine to do that you can say what you're up to you can say your website we honestly don't mind to so don't feel that you can't do that as well but do say who you are when you start so you can be as as themed or as broad as you like in terms of what you're talking about okay does that help that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll dive in then and have a go so that give okay. you a bit more time. Steph. Yeah, and don't worry too much because we do record it. We can edit it. If you want to start again, then just say. But if everyone could just go on mute now, that would be fantastic. Because okay. last time, I mean, I kept saying, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, all the time. So I am going to try and be a little bit aware of that. <laughs> obviously, I'm not necessarily not going to manage that. So I'll start then by saying, um, introducing myself, I'm Tessa Broad and um, I'm the author of Dear You, A Letter to My Unborn Children. And um, this issue is about, you know, fuck the festivities. Um, and I think possibly because I'm quite a bit further down the line, I think I am the dinosaur in the building here. Um, I am fine with Christmas. I think I pretty much always have been. Um, I love Christmas. I schlep in greenery from all around. I, you know, I, I'm sort of making garlands, God knows what, the traditions of putting the tree up. Um, and I, I enjoy buying prezzies and th things like that for the, well, I haven't got any young children in my life anymore, um, but I used to enjoy doing that. Um, and of course, when I was in, in the raw days, yes, that, you know, some of those times could be um, painful. Um, and I think before I sort of get too wrapped up in wittering on about my Christmas and how I do it, I think I would like to say, because I have written a blog on Christmas and I have felt that maybe it was a little bit, might have come across a little bit glib, a bit sort of, um, yeah, you know, just get on with it, everybody, because Christmas can be a very difficult time for lots of people um, for a, a myriad of different reasons. Um, but I feel that what I want to say to, to those people who I think are feeling very raw, and I think all I can say to you really is, if you could just trust that if you are in a, a point of perhaps despair, um, is just to trust that, that those feelings are, they're temporary. Our default position is happy. And if you're feeling really dark and raw, I think if you can just sort of trust that that will pass, you won't feel like that forever. Um, and however, whatever way you deal with it is fine. That's the right way. There's no right, wrong way. There's your way. And I think if you perhaps feel that you can't even find your way, uh, just trust that you will. You will find a way. And if you're far down the line, um, like me, you, you, you know, you'll, you'll, be, you'll cope, you will be fine. And, and if you do have a wobble, you'll recognize what that is. You can give in to it quietly and, and then and go back, go back to the Christmas and dive in. Um, there are, my husband, Des and I, we have our own traditions. We have um, Phil Spector on when we're putting up the tree. I don't actually know if you even like Phil Spector anymore because I think he beat his wives up or something, didn't he? But we love the, the Christmas um, album soundtrack while we're decorating our tree. And um, even the selection of the tree is a sort of a, a ritual that drives my husband round the twist because I obviously have to look, examine 
every single tree in the garden centre and um, we'll then opt for pretty much the first one that we've picked out. Those sorts of things that we do, um, getting our tree, decorating the house, um, you know, I, I, I love that. And, and Christmases I've had with young children, I put in my blog, um, if you are childless and you find yourself in a household of, of boisterous young children, uh, don't, you know, I, I think that sometimes at the childless we can um, feel that we can't enjoy the joy of children. Excited children beside themselves with their lovely things on Christmas day is a wonderful thing. And it's not just an exclusive thing for the parents to have, you know, we can join in with that. And um, very often the parents are utterly exhausted from being up since silly o'clock um, with the children. And then I found as a sort of slightly mad, bad auntie that I am quite possibly the only one awake in the afternoon playing with the children and, and with their toys and things. Um, I had great excitement one year when one of my nephews had Thunderbird 2 and I remember my brother had Thunderbird 2 and it was fantastic because Thunderbird 4 was inside it and so all of those sorts of things I could sort of you know take some fun from. So I think my message is to just yeah just just do the best you can really um, and if you are if you're wobbling then give in to that um, but just try and um, Try and take, yeah, try and um, enjoy what you can. For example, I love kids' movies. I mean, I'd never taken my children, obviously, to, to the cinema to see Shrek, uh, Happy Feet, all of those. I mean, they are fantastic movies. They're brilliant. You don't have to have children to get huge joy from them. So, um, yeah, my message is, is just, just, well, I think the same as Leslie, actually, Leslie Pine had said. Um, be kind to yourself. Um, we should obviously be kind to ourselves every day of the week, but we, we, we don't, do we? But I think particularly at Christmas, um, it's a time for that. I think I've probably witted on for quite long enough now. That was perfect, Tessa. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was really lovely, really inspiring. And actually, I have to say that the part when you're talking about um, about being around children and throwing themselves into things. I've had the, the pleasure of meeting all of my, and it genuinely was a pleasure of meeting my cousin's children. And they're all very little. Um, they're all under three and some are babes in arms. And that was at my brother's oh. wedding last weekend. And oh. I was dreading the whole thing. And yeah. I've been speaking to Michael and to, to, to Sarah and to Steph as well about it. They know about this. And I was, oh God, I got awful. Um, and we had a, a warm up in the form of a funeral. Mm. My grandmother passed away, so I went to the oh. funeral and had to deal with it there. Then we had my brother's wedding two weeks later. And actually it was fine. It actually was okay. It was a strain and I acknowledge it was a strain and you know it's mm. going to be a strain. It's that mm. emotional extra you have to give on top of perhaps what everybody else is feeling. That mm. you have these sort of measures, I think, and people, we were all on a, a knife, a little thin rope, I think, of emotion mm. because of what had happened um, with my grandmother. So we were all a little tearful and I was aware that I had a few more tears because of the extra hurdle of what I had to deal with and um, came away from the wedding stone cold sober because I knew that actually if I had too much to drink I would just be a nightmare so mm. I was completely sober but you just have your measuring sticks and your yardsticks and I think if you as you get further down the line I think you can kind of acknowledge okay this might be a problem and it's okay to feel like that um,
but actually you don't have to always feel like that as you say you can deal with those and then you can go back into it you can step in step out I think of situations so I, mm. I thoroughly value your words thank you they're lovely oh, well, no. thank you very much for giving me the opportunity oh it's lovely to have you nice to see you at last <laughs> yes I know it is nice isn't it <laughs> oh Steph how do you feel you've you okay to speak? You all right? Yeah, when I remember to unmute myself, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> it is lovely to see you here, Steph. It really <laughs> it's been a long time since we've chatted, all of us. Hi, my name is Stephanie Phillips, and I'm the founder of World Childless Week. I've got nothing pre-planned for this because I find that I speak easier and better sometimes when I just go for the flow and speak from my heart. For Christmas, I want to say, gosh, got emotional, is it stupid? <laughs> um, I want to say thank you to our community. Our community is one of the most amazing places full of people with understanding for so many different situations. I really didn't expect this, sorry. <laughs> um, as I can say, our community is sadly growing. But each day I think we get stronger in the fact there are more of us who are willing to speak out. Not just publicly, but privately in closed groups and personally one-to-one -one for your messages. And that community have supported me <laughs> so much over the last few months through personal problems that I think it shows how much strength we've got. How strong we are to be there for each other regardless of the situation. Um, just to give some sort of idea without going into it too much because it's not what this is about because I didn't expect to get emotional I didn't this wasn't how I thought this conversation would go is that I discovered before World Childless Week that I was ill and I had to have an emergency hysterectomy which led to the discovery of cancer which I am presently going through chemotherapy for the champions I won't list them all by name because there's so many, but every one of them is important and valuable, stepped in to support me through World Child's Week. Not just with the practicalities of it, but with the emotional aspects of what I was going through. And they were amazing. My heart goes to them and my thanks goes to them. But as I said, it's the wider community because that is where we all come from as individuals. We support each other on whatever is going on in our lives. And that also applies to big deals throughout the year like Christmas. We think of Christmas as being a family gathering. We sometimes get enclosed with our thoughts and all we can focus on is the fact that everybody at work is booking time off to have with their family, that people are buying presents for their family. Everything goes around children and without having children in our lives, many of us find it to be an incredibly hard time of the year as we've for sort of annual festivities. Christmas, we have to remember that it's not just about children because originally Christmas is about religion and most people nowadays don't celebrate Christmas because of religion. They use it as a time to come together with their family. They use it as an excuse sometimes to push the childless away and say that you don't need the time for Christmas. You haven't got children, it's not such an important event for you. What we have to remember is that it is an important event for us because it's a time that stands out throughout the year. 
be it for good reasons, be it for bad, be it for happy, be it for sad. Some of us love Christmas, we can join in with family and friends and it's fine. Some of us don't, some of us find it extremely hard. And I wanna say that at the end of the day, it is just a day. One day in the calendar that is gone so quickly that you need, if you find it hard, to try to not let it overtake in the build-up in the weeks. But to try and perhaps focus on using it as a day to celebrate or to find happiness that is personal to you. Be that celebrating with the extended family. Be that with a partner. Be that with your pet or be that on your own. There can be comfort in solitude. You can do exactly what you want to do. You can get up and embrace the day as a day of almost being like a home spa. You could go and walk with the dogs, you can read a book, you can watch stupid videos all day long, you can watch horrific movies all day long. You could eat a cold Chinese leftover from the night before. Whatever it is you do on that day, you can do something that actually gives you a little bit of happiness, a little bit of joy. And it's remembering that you are not on your own because no matter where you are, who you're with, you have that community behind you who are willing to support you, who are willing to say, come online, chat to me. I may have chatted to you 10 times before, 100 times before, or never. But I'll be there for you. I'll offer my hugs, I'll offer my love, I'll offer my support. So whatever you do, try and find something that gives you a feeling of not being alone, not being sat there without love, without support, because you do have it in abundance through all of the support groups, through the podcast, through everything, through blogs. There are ways to connect to others and it doesn't have to be face to face. It doesn't have to be in the same room. You can be on different continents, but the best thing about community is it's worldwide. We do understand each other and we can be there 24 seven. So Christmas day is 24 hours that can be wonderful. I'm lucky because I will hopefully this year be spending it with my family, but the circumstances of my health mean I might just be with me and my husband and my two cats. But whatever happens, I'm going to make the best of it. And I hope that there is some way you can do the same and find something within the day that will make you smile, that will warm your heart and make you realise you're not alone because we're all here for you. Hello, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this. Uh, my name is Jodie Day. I'm the founder of Gateway Women. And it's always lovely to be on the Full Stop podcast. I was on the very first episode um, and it's delightful to see it growing, reaching more and more people around the world. And I just want to say, you know, thank you to Berenice and to Michael um, and to Sarah for making it such a, a warm and inclusive space and for really literally giving voice to the diversity. And I have to say the love that is really at the heart of the Childless Not By Choice community. Um, if you are listening to this on your own and you're feeling like you are completely alone in this because that's a very very common experience um, the fact is is that extraordinarily you're not the numbers of the involuntary childless around the world are, are growing and we are huge um, i mean in the the uk and ireland roughly statistics wise you know we're about one in five people and there are actually slightly more childless men than there are childless women and the numbers are really growing all the way around the world and also those um uh, like tess said i'm also one of the old birds and the <laughs> the the numbers also of, of the millennials 
um, who are at the, the, the older end of the millennial generation, around 38. Some of them are joining us with the, into the club. They never wanted to join either. So in a way, I think I would have longed to have heard something like this, you know, a decade ago when I was coming, not to terms, but coming into shocking awareness that my childlessness was not some temporary way station on a tortuous route to motherhood, but was actually my permanent destination. You know, there was every cell in my body was screaming that that was not okay. And when I looked around me, um, you know, on Google, in bookshops, amongst my social circle, in the media, anywhere I looked, I couldn't find any representation of women like me, or certainly not one that I wanted to identify with. You know, they were, they were all, and mostly in mainstream media, they are still all very negative, which is why this work that, you know, that, that I do at Gateway Women, and we all do, in our communities that we run is just so important is actually going actually this is what we're really like and you know what we're actually really really nice we're really diverse really friendly really supportive i think when you come through something like this it changes you so deeply that it i think it for me ha not having children broke my heart undoubtedly but it also broke my heart open you know in a way that i have a greater level of sensitivity and compassion for others, whatever they're struggling with. And I'll be honest with you, that isn't always easy, you know, to be so sensitive to the pain of the world. And, um, and then to have that kind of sensitivity at this time of year, the holiday season. Well, that's a bit of a mixed blessing. I'm, like I said, I'm sort of 10 years into what I think of as my recovery from childlessness. And I use the word recovery there in the way they use it in 12-step programs, like recovering from alcoholism, in that it is a lifelong process. You know, there isn't a moment when you're over your childlessness and everything's fine. It is, a, I, I will always be childless. There will always be triggers. At every life stage I go through in my life and every situation I'm in, I will be the outlier, apart from today, <laughs> you know, where I'm with my, I'm with my peeps, you know, and um, so it's a kind of continual process of healing, of adjusting to new situations. I'm moving into my young elderhood now, so I'm sort of getting ready to the point where, you know, my, uh, my friends and things will, will be having grandchildren very soon, and there will be the next layer of identity to navigate, which is... Um, you know, how do I, how do I inhabit my, my identity as an older childless woman, you know, in a way that feels comfortable and authentic to me and which, which bucks against the stereotype of the kind of crazy old cat lady, which I, I, I personally think is hate speech rather than humour, but don't get me on that one. So I'm going to come back to thinking about Christmas. And I guess, first of all, um, Christmas for many of us starts in our head in September. Certainly from the many years that I've been working with childless women through Gateway Women, September is about the time in the online community that, that women start raising the issue. I think for the rest of the year, we kind of get through it. We sort of, you know, slide into January with a slam, we slam the door on Christmas. And then we think, right, I'm not thinking about that again. 
you know, and then it just sort of starts to gradually as summer ticks on in, in the Northern Hemisphere, and then the summer comes to an end, and we sort of go back to work, or we go back to college, or whatever, it's, it's like, oh crap, it's happening again. <laughs> so, and so, and then in, in, in the UK, it, and also in America, it kind of really starts to cook off around Halloween, Thanksgiving, bonfire night, all those celebrations, and then it's like, it's sort of full pelt then until Christmas. And it's not really over until after New Year's Day. So it's actually a quarter of our year. So learning how to manage our feelings around it. You know, if people think you're making a big deal of it, it's like actually it's a quarter of the year when either your unconscious focus or society's focus is on the holiday season. It's an awful a lot of time to either be thinking about that day or preparing for it or avoiding thinking about it. So I think having a wobble is perfectly normal. And I would, even though I'm in a fantastic place with my childlessness, uh, better than I actually thought it would be possible to get to, um, I can still get surprised because my, my grief is a living thing in me. It is, it is no longer kind of raw and front and center of my identity anymore, but it is part of my heart because that grief, what it is, is it's the shadow of the love that I have for the children I never met. And I will never forget them. And that's what my grief is. So when my grief is being touched, what is being touched is my love. And I don't wanna lose that. You know, that is so much a part of who I am. And, you know, like Steph, I didn't expect to be crying this morning, but it's, it's, I will never forget them. And they will never forget me. And sometimes they pop up in unusual places to let me know they're still there. And I'm in a very new place in my life now because I've been in a new and wonderful relationship for the last three years, having been single for a long time. And I've, I've moved countries. I'm living in rural Ireland with a wonderful man um, and a dog and a lovely mother-in-law and you know lots of wonderful things but it's like I'm having to refine how to do Christmas again because like everything's moved and so strangely although I'm in a good place with my grief I'm actually struggling a bit with Christmas again and you know what that's okay because the way I understand grief is grief is another piece of my heart healing it's what happens. It's like when you break a bone, it doesn't really hurt. It's the healing that hurts. And this is the healing. So this is another piece of my heart healing. So I wanted to say that reclaiming Christmas, the way you want to do it, is really, really important. And we have a hashtag in Gateway Women, hashtag reclaim Christmas. And that's like, which bits of it do you want to celebrate? And it's going to vary, you know, year to year. There were many years when I had no celebration at all, no Christmas tree, no cards either, because uh, hashtag friendship apocalypse of childlessness. Um, now we have an amazing tradition in the Gay Women Online community where we send cards to each other. And now actually I get more cards than anyone else I know. And I get cards from all over the world. And that's, that's lovely because that's like Steph was saying, that's us reaching out to each other and saying, I see you. 
and you matter and you're part of this community too and that's lovely so one of the things i think it can be really nice to do at christmas is to honor your loss to make space for your grief at christmas um, there's you can do it in lots of different ways it might be that you buy or make um, an ornament for your tree uh, one for each of the children that you probably have names for and hang them on the tree and you know what those baubles represent and you can get them out every year you know or maybe every year you add a new bauble for a different aspect of your healing and it's I mean something you can do is you can even um, you know buy a present and put it under the tree you know um, for your children no one else needs to know what this is about, but it's like, how can I include my heart rather than putting on this big smiley brave face and, and having to just dash off to the loo and cry, you know, having th that my emotions aren't welcome at this celebration. It's like, how can we find a way to include ourselves, to include our sadness, to include our, our vulnerability? And it's tough at Christmas. It is, there are a lot of triggers. I mean, it is, let's face it, it, you know, in Christianity, it is the ultimate miracle baby story. You know, she was a virgin. <laughs> he was the son of God. I mean, it doesn't, you know, we don't really get bigger miracles than that. So there is this incredible focus on Madonna and child, on happy families, on happy endings, and on, on the rebirth of a new life and new possibilities. And at a time of year when we might be feeling that our everything we wanted for our life has actually died the idea of, of rebirth can feel you know incredibly incredibly hard to to hold on to so i think you know going to events during christmas i would say uh, well, my, my advice is always um arrive late leave early and have an exit plan so you know whatever whatever it is make sure you know how you're going to get out of there if you're going with someone who understands you have a signal you know maybe you tug your earlobe or something like that which helps you know okay we're leaving now personally i really like leaving when i'm having a good time i've actually always really liked that um, it was interesting because in my i was married for many years and uh, to a, a, a well sort of outrageous extrovert who would actually not just go to the opening of an envelope he would go to the rumor of an opening of an envelope and uh, would like to be the one that was swept out by the cleaners at the following morning so there was always this battle because I always wanted to leave and he always wanted to stay and I find that leaving when I'm having a good time with a leaving feeling warm inside and then it's and that's sort of this part of me that wants to stay it's actually quite a good insurance policy for kind of you know for christmas events for family events and you know so if you're going to families and you're having a meal you know be the one that suggests going for a walk after a big meal that takes the dog out um or that has to get home to take the dog out if you don't have a dog maybe borrow a dog you know really spend some time before those events getting creative with what how and why you're going to be able to go when you've reached your limit and so many of us childless, in the childless community tough it out beyond what we can endure. And then it can take us a really long time to recover from those events. And also strangely enough from the damage it does to, to, our, to our relationships, that, that we feel unseen and unheard, when in actual fact, often we're also not telling those people what's going on for us. 
you know we've perhaps they're not appropriate people to tell that to or perhaps we've tried in the past and it hasn't worked so it's like it's it's a real pressure cooker you know and then you add you know alcohol rich food uncomfortable beds being far away from home being in a room with people who push your buttons i mean it's it's a it's a tough time of year i think you know even if you weren't grieving and even if you weren't struggling with the childlessness it's tough so that's why it's really support really important to have support over the holiday season you know listen to all the back episodes of of this podcast they're all brilliant um, take an active part in an online community there are some wonderful ones on on facebook that steph runs um, gateway women has its own private online community as well and has live chat that will be running from midnight on on christmas day right through so there will actually be people there live waiting to support you round the clock for the whole of christmas and i'm going i'm also wanted to say something about being single and childless at christmas because it is also, as well as it being a time of year when people focus on families, it's a time of year when people really focus on units, you know, on, on, on couples, on people coming back into a unit. And I think if you're single and childless at this time of year, it can be an incredibly hard to work out where you belong uh, and where you feel comfortable. Um, the many years that I was single, there were, uh, there were times when I went to other people's Christmases and felt, and felt like the kind of fifth wheel. There were times when I stayed home and that, that was really interesting because that freaked everyone out. Um, if you're planning to stay home on your own and have a really nice Christmas by yourself, I suggest you keep it quiet because uh, it's, um, it really bothers people. Uh, I, I, I would say pretend you're going to St. Lucia, you know, or something like that. And um, so I actually only managed half a day of my Christmas day on my own because all these people need, felt the need to come and rescue me. So that was quite interesting. Not necessarily the people I wanted to spend Christmas with either, but you know, what can you say? <laughs> so, um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, wrap up now. And I just want to say that, you know, Christmas is for everyone. It's not just for families. It's not just for children. Um, I'm not a Christian anymore. Um, if anything, I'm back in Ireland, my indigenous roots. I think I'm probably going quite pagan. So I will be celebrating uh, the winter solstice uh, and Beltane after that in uh, in the spring. So um, that's enough from me. It's been really lovely to have this chance to talk to you. Thank you so much to the Full Stop team. Hello, I'm Andy Harrod and I'm a childless man. Childless, not by choice. I am in process of accepting we will not have our children and with embracing my life as it is. As part of my process and of my grief, I have created Invisible Childlessness, which is an online gallery for the expression of how it feels to be childless not by choice, and a supportive place to make the grief visible and to further develop the childless community's voice. Happy Catmas, or maybe Merry Woofmas. We have two black cats, Charlie and Ellie, who are sisters and who we adopted nearly six years ago when we were trying for our family because our house was too quiet. Not only have they turned our house into a home and us as a couple into a family, they've always been there for us, in part as one is a fair weather cat and the other pads to the back gate and back about once a month. In more seriousness, I'll never forget how Charlie wouldn't leave Rachel's lap and comforted her during our miscarriage after IVF. Or how Ellie sits at the window looking for us when we return home, bringing smiles to our faces. Hence the festive season has become Catmas for us. 
A term I borrowed from a street cat named Bob by James Barron, a wonderful festered film based on James's books that gives hope of better times. Better times reach through the challenging but rewarding process of changing one's life. James achieves this via the support of his friendship with his lovable cat Bob. In a world where fellow humans can easily trigger, it's not surprising so many of us turn to our pets for friendship, for care, for love. I doubt I'm alone when I say our cat saved us, or that their involvement in co-creating our love and family has shown me there's life beyond my grief, a life they are fully part of, a life which is enjoyable and meaningful, a life we all deserve, where we can share our joy and hold one another when needed, as well as a life that is cosy and full of cat cuddles. So here's to all the beautiful pets in our lives, without whom the festive season wouldn't be the same. Love to them all and also to all of you. I wish you a very happy Catmas and all the best for the new year. Thank you. Hi, I'm Yvonne John, author of Dreaming of a Life Unlived and blogger at Finding My Plan B. Christmas can be such a difficult time for us. It's full of triggers and reminders that we don't have children. So much so that we almost want to shut ourselves away and run away from the world. And sadly, it can also mean that we forget about all the wonderful things in our lives, especially when you're at the beginning of your grief. So, so this year, I'm all about reclaiming Christmas. This year, I'm breaking free from tradition and I'll be flying off to Ghana to have a new wonderful adventure with my friends. Yeah, it can be hard to break free from tradition, knowing that your family will not understand or wondering if they'll criticise you for putting yourself first. But please know that it is okay for you to exercise self-care and to put yourself first. Whatever you need to do, do it. Put those things in place that is going to make you smile this Christmas. I also wanted to take the opportunity to say a huge thank you to the Full Stop podcast team, the Gateway community, and the wider Childless Not By Choice community that I have come to know over the past few years. Thank you for all your love, acceptance and support. Without you, I would not have the courage to stand and do what I'm doing, especially when it comes to speaking up about the women of colour's experience around fertility, infertility and childlessness. So a huge thank you for allowing me to be the black woman in the room. And I wish you all a self-indulgent Christmas and I look forward to seeing our new adventures in 2020. Right, okay, so one of the other things that we um, were going to do for the podcast is to read out messages from people. We absolutely understand that um, not everybody wants to speak and to say their name and who they are, but they have a message that's really, really important that they would like to share with people. So we've got some messages that people have sent in to us for us to read out to you. So we're going to kick off where i can i can read the one from ann barrett so yeah, ann barrett yeah. from australia sent me a a poem hopefully i'll do this justice i'll get my best my best voice on to cry a tear at christmas for the children that we have lost and not met is like rain creating a river that flows and carries our dreams around and over the boulders making us stronger do you choose to build a dam or let the water run free and wild? When I'm stagnant and stuck, I feel pain. 
when I run free, my heart sings. It's okay to cry, shout, yell, and get angry. Emotions must flow like a river. Let it all out safely. Trusting that while we may never be parents, the sun will shine again. And that's from Anne Barrett from empoweringthechildless.com. Hello, my name is Savella Morgan, host of the Childless Not By Choice podcast. I'm stopping by at the graceful invitation of the hosts of the Full Stop podcast, Michael Hughes, Sarah Lawrence, and Bernie Smith. Thank you for the invite, ladies and gentlemen. Well, may I provide a word of encouragement? You see, once again, the holidays are right around the corner. And once again, you, we, have some choices to make. We can choose to hide out to avoid the questions, the deer-in-a-headlight looks we can sometimes receive, and the just plain silly commentary upon hearing we do not have children, that we are living a different type of life. Or we can walk into the parties and get-togethers like we belong there, because we do. We were invited. And we can choose to have a great time. Furthermore, we can exercise those firm but kind boundaries I talk about quite a bit. What are kind but firm boundaries, you ask? Well, let me give you an example. We can also choose to leave those parties and family get-togethers when we are good and ready, or if the conversation starts to go south. We do not have to stay. And the fact is, when we exercise kind but firm boundaries regularly, friends and family will get the gist. They will come to realize that we will not be the butt of their jokes, repetitive year-after-year questions, or mean conversations taking place in our presence. Not much we can do if they chat outside of our presence. That's not our problem. How, do you ask, can we get to that level of bravery? Practice. And keeping in mind the knowledge that life is really, really short. We were not born to live the lives of others. Just like everyone else, we must find out why we are here and get to work doing that thing for which we were created. When family and friends with no real knowledge of who we are talk about us, like we're not there, question our childlessness or even our very existence, try to show up unannounced, they will find we are gone. Gone helping others or gone fishing. When we are busy, we will not have time to deal with the nonsense of people who do not realize life is short. Oh, by the way, did you notice I have been using the word choose quite a bit? That's because everything in life is a choice. We get to choose how to play the cards we have been dealt and manage our responses to the people who want to pity us. This holiday season, choose. Choose to go to the party or not. Choose to have fun if you go. Choose to choose your battles. Choose to create your best, most relevant and joyful life during the holidays and all year long. Happy holidays. Hi, my name is Ann Brock. 
I am so grateful for our families. Never once have they questioned our decision not to seek medical intervention. They never said, are you sure? Or why don't you take more time to think about it? Now, they may have had conversations about it without us being present, and that's okay. Our infertility story impacts them too. They are allowed to grieve in their own way, but I am so grateful they haven't pulled us into that with them. We have enough grief of our own. We don't need the burden of sharing theirs too. I am also incredibly grateful for the friends who choose to walk alongside me as I navigate what life looks like without children. The friends who let me rant about the innocent yet loaded questions like, so do you have any children? The friends who encourage me to venture out and try new things. The friends who aren't afraid of my tears. The friends who know that infertility is a loss and treat it as such. The friends who know that I'm trying to live a good full life in the midst of infertility. To our family and to my friends, I thank you. The words don't feel strong enough or powerful enough, but those are the only words I have to express what I feel. Thank you. I'm going to read a message from Robert. Um, anyone who knows me in my pre-podcast life um, knows that I run and still sort of run, um, walk in our shoes. And I met Robert a few years ago and he wanted to share his story on that website. And he's got in touch with me to share something for you um, for the holidays. And he writes this. I first met Berenice through her website Walk In Issues and had my first encounter with the internet after my story was published on her website. I have now found out about podcasts and I listen to them in my 80th decade. I live alone after the death of my wife and we never had children. Our family was and still is my friends. My message is to say thank you to Sarah, Michael and Berenice for the podcast and to everyone out there who listens and gives them encouragement. I was spending my Christmas day pulling a cracker at the care home dinner, knowing that I can spend the quiet afternoon listening to the podcast. I may look up some true crime ones and ask, join Michael in listening to a whodunit. Michael says that we are never alone, and he's right. We may not know each other in person, but as a newcomer to all things online, my world is enriched knowing that you are out there in places I've never been to listening with me. I wish you all a peaceful and happy holiday. So thank you very much, Robert, for that really lovely oh, message. Oh, that was nice. Oh, Thanks, thank Robert. You. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah really, really good. I'll have to send you my list of um, of true crime podcasts, and you can, you know, <laughs> you can forward it on. I'm sure he'd like that. He actually said about the he was <laughs> the pulling a cracker. He wasn't alluding to anything other than pulling crackers, um, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I said, "Oh, Robert, pulling." <laughs> Pulling a cracker. Um. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, all right. So I will do. Shall I do the anon the anonymous one? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I used to struggle in the run up to Christmas because I don't have any children to buy presents for, not even nephews and nieces or friends' children. But I get a lot of pleasure choosing a few small gifts for children anyway and donating them to one of the local collections to make sure all children have a present to open on Christmas Day. If also try, if also try to buy a couple of little gifts, I think that means I also try to buy a couple of little gifts to be donated to older people who may be alone in hospital over the Christmas period. 
I don't have a huge budget, but just being able to buy a few little things really makes a difference to me in the hope that somebody somewhere will appreciate them and helps me get through it all, it, although I realise it might not work for everyone. Most important over the festive period, though, is to be kind to yourself and don't be afraid to step away from events or gatherings that could have a negative impact on your mental health. Wise words, I think. That's that really is, wise that words. That is beautiful. Isn't yeah. It? That's such a great you know, idea. It turned it into I think, positive. Mm. I, I think it's it, but it's also, you know, what our other guests have been talking about is this love that, whew, mm. feeling it right now. Um, but you do. I think it's just trying to get something there when you, you can often find. I find. I used to find. I suppose I still do to a point. Going into any kind of store where you have, you know mother's stuff or baby mm -hmm. stuff it can be really hard but actually you can go into other shops other gifts and other places are available and you can buy something small i know locally in um cambridge we have quite a lot of shelters that do different things and they ask for shoe boxes yeah so you can put stuff into those and that's a really good way of doing something so you're not necessarily having to go out there and face the world but you're doing sort of something that you know someone else is going to get something for you and i think that um the person who's written that thank you ever so much because i think that's something i i hadn't thought that when you put something into a box or you do something that you're actually you but you are you're making some a difference to somebody else's day and it sounds very much like it makes a big difference to this person's day as well. Mm. I, I think that is just such a lovely, a really lovely idea. Thank you ever so much. They're really good words. And yeah, looking after ourselves. One of, one of the most important things, and we've talked about it before, haven't we, in the mental health episode, and frequently it pops up as a theme, is um, saying no. It's okay to say no to stuff. Um, yeah. I'm sure that, I, I know that Jodie had shared something, I think, in, in Gateway Women, and I'm sure it's been on the Gateway Women website and their social media, and it's this fantastic um, invitation that's been mopped up, and it says, this is your excuse to say no. <laughs> And literally, it just literally is like a, a kind of an RSVP, a generic mm. thing. But it, it just reminds us that, you know, if you don't feel like it, don't go. Um, you know, no. it, you know, yes, it's nice that people see you, but, you know, your mental health comes first. Don't, you know, if you don't feel like it, um, if you don't feel like you want to say the truth and it's just like, this is hard for me. You know, just say you're, you're not available. You know, it's, it's one of the great joys about Christmas is that there's often so much stuff going on. You can say, oh, my diary is already full. Well, it might it. be that it's full with Netflix, but yay, whatever, yeah. Netflix is an invite to me. I'm, I'm up for that. I'm, I always it. have a date with the crown on a Friday night. It's what I do. Yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, why do you feel you have to fill in the, yeah. no, sorry, I can't because just say no. It's, it's hard. The first time I did it, you know, it's really hard. When I said, I said no to a family member that they wanted something from me and I couldn't give it because I was too fragile, I just said, sorry, no. But I didn't yeah. feel like I had to fill in the blanks. If they wanted to ask, they were welcome to, but they didn't. Nine times mm. out of ten, people won't ask. Mm. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I think it's just that our, our mental block is saying no, isn't it? You're not used to saying no. Yeah, yeah, but oh, we're allowed to say that. Yeah, so, me too. Big fan. Yeah. So we've had a message come in from Jennifer Parrish uh, for the Alternatives Queen's speech message, and she says, Hi, everyone. My name is Jennifer and I live in Kentucky in the US. I want to thank the whole Child is Not by Choice community. 
I found you in the most difficult season of life. I'd been struggling with infertility for many years and was coming to terms with the fact that I may never have children, biologically or otherwise. But I found this amazing community and I did not feel alone or worthless or any of those awful things the world tells you when you are childless not by choice. You saved me and continue to save me. You saved me from wallowing in my pain and grief. You helped me see that it's possible to find happiness in my plan B. You helped me see that I'm worthy and seen and loved. I'm forever thankful for each of you. You're strong, you're worthy, you are loved and you are amazing. I hope one day to meet you in person, but until then we can remain friends through the internet. Beautiful words, Jennifer. Thank you so much for submitting them. I really love the sentiment behind them because it's, it's so positive and it can be hard sometimes to see the positives. So thank you so much. Hi everyone, it's Helen here from Empowered Childlessness. I am so thrilled to be here and sending you this message. Thank you, Venice, Sarah and Michael for making this possible. Um, just a little bit about myself. I know some of you know me, some of you have been working with me and some of you have see me. Um, I work with um, men and women who are childless or child-free or lost the ability to have children, um, work with them to really create a sense of meaning in their lives, um, to really face their grief, to really face what's stopping them, um, or really just be in that place with just who they are and I do this through creativity and through online re uh, retreats and in-person retreats and one-to-one -one basis. I want to really wish you, I know this is one of the most difficult times of the year, not the only difficult time but one of the most difficult times of the year and Christmas brings up so many um, memories, so many um, triggers around a sense of uh, failure, a sense of wanting and desiring, and really seeing people who have what we didn't have, um, what we don't have, <laughs> what we wanted. And um, that's emotionally, that's really challenging. So, um, I want to say that, you know, all of that is okay. It's really painful. It's, you know, that you're not alone. There are loads of us out there who know how, you know, yeah, know how you're feeling, who've been there, who um, have set up support networks for you. You are not alone and you're not going crazy. You are definitely not going crazy. Um, and I want to really say from the bottom of my heart that, um, yeah, we're here. Um, we're here. Um, we're here. So I'm sending you a big, big hug from Empowered Childlessness, from my little cat who was purring up here and um, snuggling down, who's no longer here. But she sends you love too. And um, if you're having difficulty, reach out if you're able. Um, if you 
yeah, wherever you are is a hundred percent okay. And um, big hugs, everyone. Bye. Dear all, at this time of holiday madness, I like to think about the winter solstice, which marks the beginning of longer days and shorter nights. For me, it represents the hope that light can enter the darkness and bring with it new beginnings and new possibilities. And I wish that for you all. Love, Sophia. You can find out more about me and my work at butterflyandbeyond.com. Thank you. We have one from a message of hope from Tanya Trussler and her website is, I love this. Um, I'm going to get this right. It's um, editing tote, T-O-A-T dot com. So this is Tanya and she has lots of work in the community, I know. And she says, growing up, Christmas was always one of my favourite holidays. I still remember when I realised that giving was even better than receiving. To me, the holidays meant spending time with friends and family, making the house beautiful with decorations and lights, playing Christmas songs on the piano, cooking, eating and drinking more than was good for me. I spent 11 long years trying to conceive, but every Christmas was still filled with joy and especially hope. Once we made that final decision to stop trying in September 2017, the hope was gone and that Christmas seemed bleak. My fellow infertility warriors, I'm here to tell you that time does heal most, if not all, wounds. Acceptance of our new reality does not happen overnight. And there can definitely be some dark times, but the light will shine again. There was even joy in that first Christmas after making the decision to stop trying for the family we'd always dreamed of. I tried hard to count my blessings and there were plenty of those. Even though life seemed completely unfair when I was surrounded by my husband's siblings and their many children, I tried to remember the things I loved about Christmas. Sure, I would never watch my children's eyes, own children's eyes light up when they could saw the presents under the tree, but I was still surrounded by loving family. I could still embrace the giving of the season in another way, and I found some peace even in my heart sitting by the lovely tree after a delicious meal. Last Christmas, the second since my life changed forever, was a bit easier because I'd found a deeper place of acceptance in my heart. This year, I'm truly looking forward to Chris Christmas. I know there'll be ups and downs, as there always are, but the ups are more common these days. My friends, my tribe, my sincere wish to you is you all find joy and peace this season, no matter where you are in your childless journey. Find joy where you can, and if that means saying no to traditions and people who bring no joy and instead doing your own thing, then go for it. Practice self-care, give back where you can, and look for the things you love about Christmas. I truly hope that you can find them again. And Tanya adds that she's someone who loves her tribe of infertility warriors. After four and a half years of trying to conceive, her first marriage crumbled in the wake of a roller coaster that is infertility. She's embraced her new life in her late 30s and changed her career to doing something she loves. Meeting her second husband led to a second round of trying to conceive, complete with endometriosis, endometriosis, fibroids and IVF. Making the decision to stop trying one of the hardest things that she's ever done, but has finally led to peace and acceptance. So thank you so much, Tanya. Wow. They're absolutely lovely words, aren't they? 
Beautiful. Yeah, thank, thank you, Tanya. They really beautiful. resonate. Really do, Charlie. Really do. Really, really do. And again, that continuing message of it's okay to say no as well, I think that pops up too. And creating new traditions, it kind of brings together a lot of the messages that we've been hearing um, or we are going to hear on the podcast today as well. Really important. Yeah. Thank you, Tanya. Hello, Leslie Pine here. Um, first thing I wanted to say that is that you're absolutely not alone. I mean, I can gather that from listening to the podcast that there's a lot of us here. Uh, there's a lot of us here at this stage, the same stage as you, and some of us who are a bit further down the road. And the first thing I wanted to say was Christmas is really hard, but it does get easier with time. Uh, might not seem like that at the moment, but it absolutely really does. And a couple of tips I'd like to give you to get, get through that season is, first of all, is in the middle of that busy and hectic time is to make some time for yourself every day. Um, carve out, even if it's just five minutes, to do something just for you. It might be reading, it writing, it could be going into the bathroom and, and crying. But it's really important to not to get caught up in everything all the time and just to absolutely make some time for yourself. And the second is to remember to breathe and I know that sounds a bit counterintuitive because we do breathe all the time but sometimes when we're stressed breathing can get um, short and, and high up in our chest so just taking four or five slow conscious breaths even saying I'm breathing in and I'm breathing out perhaps a bit slower than that will really calm you down and reset your your system Oh, and perhaps number three is to search out blogs, but books, forums and support. Um, there's a lot of it out there and you are absolutely not alone. Whatever you're feeling, you can guarantee that somebody out there is, is feeling it too. And it, it will pass. Absolutely soon it will all be over and it will be January. And just take care of yourself. Make some time for yourself. And remember, yeah, self-kindness and self-care are the absolute keys. Hi, I'm Kate Kaufman from Portland, Oregon, and I'm the author of Do You Have Kids? Life When the Answer is No. I've practiced yoga and meditation for years now, and one of the things that I've always taken comfort in is knowing that somewhere in the world, there was someone who was either doing the same pose as I was doing, or there was someone who was sitting quietly in meditation or just being. And I always took comfort in that, but I never really thought about that with, reflect, with uh, respect to my path of childlessness, which has been a pretty long and winding path. And it's, it really started my, my putting it all together in um, an isolated rural area where I was pretty much alone. And then this year, largely thanks to the amazing reception that so many people in so many places have had to the work that I've done, the publication of the book that, that incorporates so many women's stories, I realized that I'm part of something much, much, much bigger than I ever really understood. And a lot of that has to do with all of the efforts that so many are putting together. Um, when I think about the holidays, I have always approached them with dread, and I tried all the strategies that we have all talked about, the traveling to different places, volunteering, uh, hunkering down and making it through one day in a year, which is something I try to remind myself of. And all of those work sort of, but this year what I'm trying to do is, and my intention is to soak up with 100% certainty 
that we're not alone. I know for sure when I'm going to be sitting at tables, you all are going to be sitting at tables quiet, just like me. And when there's some thoughtless comments that come up, you're going to cringe, sometimes tear up, just like me. So I know for sure now that we're not alone. And I love that this, this resource is available to tune into anytime we need it to just be with each other and to know that we're not alone. And so I don't even know what I'm doing this year. Um, but I'm just going to picture all of you that I've had a chance to meet, whether in person and over social media, those who I don't know yet, those who I'll never meet, but I know you're there. Um, our stories are being heard. And even when we can't tell ours, if we just listen, they're being told and we can find them. And I just love knowing that we're all here. And I'm so thankful for being in community together. Thanks. Happy holidays to the extent that can be. Kate, that was wonderful. That was oh, I'm all emotional. That is amazing. Thank you so very, very much. How honored are we to have you here with us today? Thank you. Well, it's amazing. Thank you for asking. It's just, it's just the truth. Hi, I'm Brandy Lytle. I'm from South Carolina, USA, and I'm the founder and blogger over at Not So Mommy. And then I also created the Childless Not By Choice Awareness Ribbon. Um, we know that the holiday season can be tough for we childless, and some just need to survive the holidays and need coping mechanisms to simply get through. And others may be at a point where they're trying to thrive, figuring out what joyous childless holidays might look like for them. No matter where you are in your journey, be kind to yourself. For me personally, I'm trying to find joy, hope, and peace. I'm doing that by changing my perspective and by redefining. My immediate family includes me, my husband, and our fur baby, Maddie. We're always away from home at Christmas visiting extended family. And when Maddie was little, I'd take her stocking and presents and we'd find a few moments in the day alone to celebrate with just the three of us. But we wanted more than a few moments. So we decided we'd celebrate when we got back home. But we found that right after getting home, we were tired and we needed a moment to decompress as all the extended family time can get a bit stressful. So we started celebrating with Maddie on New Year's Eve. It's our tradition that works for our family. I tell you this to say, if something isn't working, try something else. If that doesn't work, change it. Just keep looking and changing and redefining until you find what works for you. Redefine the holidays, create your own traditions. And I truly, truly hope that each of you has a joyous holiday season. Brandy, that was fabulous and such good <laughs> advice. You, you always give good advice on your blog. And I think that's so true. It's creating those new traditions. And I love that you have a stocking for Matty. I think that's wonderful. She knows how to open presents. Um, oh, we, can't, do that, <laughs> yeah, we can't put presents under the tree until it's time to open them because she will start. <laughs> Hello, my name is Rosalind Bubb. I'm a therapist, 
and I work supporting people who are childless not by choice, and also those who've had miscarriages. And I'm also a general therapist, helping people to be happy, peaceful and well. I've had 12 miscarriages and no children, and I know what it's like at Christmas time and how difficult it can be when you're childless. So I was thinking about what would I want to offer to help you to feel more peaceful and happier this Christmas time. And I came back to my favourite self-help tool, which is tapping. You might have come across tapping. The formal name is EFT, which is Emotional Freedom Techniques, and it's becoming increasingly well known. I teach a very simple version, which you can learn in 10 minutes, and that's called Simple Tapping. Simple tapping allows you to change the way you feel. It's easy to do and it's very effective. Research has shown that when you tap gently with your fingertips on energy meridian points on your hands and around your head, then that changes what's going on in your brain. Specifically, tapping affects the hippocampus and the amygdala. And these are both parts of your brain which are involved when we feel upset, angry or anxious, or are in the fight or flight response. The tapping calms these parts of the brain and it allows you to feel happier, safer and more peaceful. It can help us to feel less upset and more on an even keel. And this is very beneficial, especially when we find ourselves in difficult or upsetting circumstances. So I wanted you to know how to be able to tap, because you could use it to support yourself in being more happy and peaceful this Christmas. It really could change the way you feel. I know I'm certainly going to be using it and I'm sure my husband and lots of my friends will be tapping too. I have two little YouTube videos which you can watch and they will show you everything you need to know to start tapping right away. The first one is called An Introduction to Simple Tapping. And if you put my name, Rosalind, and An Introduction to Simple Tapping into Google, that's very easy to find. The second little YouTube video is one which I've made especially for this podcast and it shows you how to tap in secret so that no one knows you're doing it and you can be tapping whilst you're in a difficult or upsetting situation and it can help with that right there and then. This video is called How to Feel Better Using Secret Invisible Tapping. Secret tapping is something which I do very frequently any time I'm feeling less than delighted with the situation that I find myself in. I can't recommend it highly enough. Secret invisible tapping allows you to feel calmer, more peaceful, more at ease and generally more comfortable in a wide range of circumstances. And you can use this and it can help you to enjoy Christmas more. Secret tapping is something which you can use at length and in fact I recommend that. The more tapping you do, the better your mind and your body will feel. You can't over-tap. There's a direct correlation between the quantity of tapping and what's changing in your brain and in your body. Tapping soothes everything. It replaces the adrenaline and stressful hormones with calming, soothing, healing ones. And that feels good. And it certainly feels better. So that's what I wish for you this Christmas, that you have a simple, comforting, soothing tool at your fingertips that you can use anytime you need it. A little reminder of those videos again, an introduction to simple tapping and how to feel better using secret invisible tapping. My name is Rosalind Bubb 
and I'm wishing you all the very best. So this is from Liz in Melbourne. Dear my fellow CNBC folks across Australia and the globe, since discovering the existence of our awesome community in late 2017 through the Not So Mummy blogs by Brandy Higgins Little and the First World Childless Week by Stephanie Phillips, I knew that I was no longer alone in a society that often overlooks those without children, especially during the festive occasions. I began my journey of trying to come to terms with acceptance of being unable to have human children of my own by, my, um, by myself since December 2015. But finding out about the Childless Not By Choice community was a massive game changer for me. Late last year, I realised that the way I was living my life, i.e. in my way of moving forwards, was by creating my Facebook and Instagram page called Redefining My Plan A. Over the past two years, I began finding different ways to deal with challenges I face at this time of year, i.e. having a small family on my side and my husband coming from a, from a, from a family that is full of kids and we're the only couple without kids of our own and this is how I redefined the festive season for example my husband and I started hosting a gathering three years ago in the week or so before Christmas just to spend it with friends I have a surprising number of childless not by choice and a few child-free friends both single and in couples it's it's a relaxing afternoon with drinks and food and lots of laughs. People drop in and end up staying for a few hours. Since December 2016, I also no longer go to Christmas at my in-laws as I feel invisible, uh, invisible there as the only childless woman. So my husband and I agreed that I would stay at home on Christmas Day with our fur babies while my husband goes to spend it with his daughter and his extended family. Instead, I get to catch up on having a lazy day, reading, watching TV, spending time with my fur babies, looking up travel ideas and connecting online with friends around the world. It's a far more relaxing day for me. For those of you out there finding it hard to get through the festive season, here's my message to you. One, know that your worth is not measured by your infertility. Two, know that you have an amazing network of people in our Childless Not Boy Choice community who are here for you to reach out to at any time of the day. Thanks to the differing time zones. Find new ways to enjoy yourself. For example, spoiling yourself with a spa pamper session or spoil yourself with buying yourself a, a decadent gift. Or four, if you have a pet, a fur kid, take the time to spend with them. I know they are full of unconditional love and wouldn't be expecting any presents, but we'll be grateful for your time. Five, consider saying no to those big family gatherings, especially if there are kids everywhere, which is hard enough, especially for us childless folks, who often get overlooked or are made to feel invisible. Six, if you are in a relationship, find different ways to spend time together that you don't get to do during the year. For example, playing board games or, or going for a drive. Seven, if you, are a, if you are single, and I have many years of experience in this area, Ask your single friends what they're up to and see if you can organise a catch-up and have fun. Eight, take the time to catch up on all those things you've been meaning to do. For example, catching up on reading, 
going through all those Facebook posts you've saved to read later, doing some creative activities you've put off, knitting, sewing, quilting, crafting, etc. I hope that everyone listening to this message gets inspired to know that there are many different ways to get through the festive season, just as we have learnt to get through life being a childless, not by choice person. I'm not saying it's easy, but it is possible to not be sad for the entire festive season. Hopefully this year, you'll connect with someone new in the Childless Not By Choice community or find support through one of the many great support groups that exist or excellent podcasts like this one you're listening to. Love and hugs and tons of wishes going out to all of you in our awesome Childless Not By Choice tribe, Liz from Melbourne. Oh, thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. That's lovely. I loved all of the advice there. There's so much and something I think for everybody um, from that, um, that post. Thank you ever so much for your message. Yeah, thanks, Liz. Yeah. It was, that was really yeah. nice. Really, really good. It's so lovely to know that we've got so many voices that are coming through. And I, I hope the podcast is a connection because if you're listening um, to us, Actually, on that note, I suppose if we've got something we want to say ourselves to everybody, we've heard from we've heard from everybody else. I'm sure we I'm sure we can find some words. We're, we're good at those. Um, <laughs> oh dear! Oh god! Uh, what do we want to say? Um, I want to say thank you to you, you person there with your headphones in, or maybe I don't know. Are you? Oh, you've got your, your phone and you're sitting there underneath the bedclothes listening to the podcast. I don't know, wherever you are, at work, at your desk, um, in the car, whatever you're doing. Thank you ever so much for listening to, to me, to Sarah, to Michael. Um, if you've listened to us the first time that you've joined us, if you've listened to us from the very start or you just dip into episodes as you need to, then thank you so very, very, very enormously, hugely much for listening to us um we had this idea about a, a, a podcast it must be about a year ago i've always wanted to have an, a, a go at a podcast um i don't have a, a a face for for telly i have a face for for radio and i'm not comfortable being visible as such and i thought a podcast would be a really good way to sit in a what is at the time when we record it, a really quiet little space, it's the three of us and our guests. And of course, eventually you end up being out there in a much bigger space. But I wanted to do something that would help me, but also help others as well, because it's so isolating sometimes. You can feel like you're the only person in the world that feels like you feel. And sometimes, even in a relationship, you can feel alone. In doing the podcast and getting to, to, to know a bit more about me and really understanding and talking so that's so much fun genuinely honestly we have so much fun we get emotional you've heard tears on this episode and we do get emotional but we have so much fun as well um it can sit and tease michael about um tom jones and sarah has Sarah will say to you, oh, no, I don't know quite what I do for the podcast, but actually brings these amazing pearls of wisdom. And there's probably someone who I'm going to go out on an absolute, complete total pub crawl with and, and regret the hangover for the rest of my days, because um, I know that I'm much too old to do such things. And God, if Michael comes over, we'll be just ridiculous anyway. Um, so that's a plan. That's a plan for the future. Um, but you have helped us get there. 
you sitting there listening to us right now have helped us get there because we do look at the numbers we do look at the statistics we look at all the feedback we get and we have so much in reviews we have emails we have tweets oh my gosh it's crazy and every single word you say to us matters and it's important to us that you keep talking to us whether you are a guest whether you just drop us a like or a line we listen to you and if there's something you want us to talk about then that also matters too if you're sitting there at christmas thinking well actually i'd like to hear something about this and tell us because it's your podcast so we just we're just merely the, the, the wheelbarrows we deliver the words um you tell us what you want us to talk about and it matters so whatever you're doing today um at Christmas, at Hanukkah, at Thanksgiving, whatever you're doing, have a really safe day, have a supportive day. And if you're feeling a bit rubbish or you at the wobbles, it's okay to do that. You know, you can go online, you can talk to people. As um, you've heard from our many guests on the podcast and the word that we've read out, there's usually somebody around somewhere and there are so many different support groups out there. Um, just thank you a million, 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 million times over from me, from us but also from my my dog and from my husband for making our christmas a bit more enjoyable because the podcast does bring me great joy and great happiness too thank you very much oh that was lovely god's gonna cry exactly what i was thinking fuck what am i gonna say <laughs> <laughs> oh that was beautiful though oh, i'm sorry oh. Oh, oh don't go. honestly, I don't know what I'd do without you two. We'd be, I'd be rubbish. But I've changed but the way I've looked at it. I couldn't have gone to the wedding and I couldn't have gone to, well, I had to go to the funeral. I had no choice. But, you know, I couldn't have gone if I hadn't been for the podcast because it's helped me deal with stuff because I know that actually when I'm not sitting there going, oh, my God, how do I cope with all of this? I'm coping a bit better with it all because I've got you two. And that matters. Thank no, you. Don't, no, don't, don't. Look, Tim Michael's made me cry, and now I've made you cry. So it's all like you know, there's that Tom and Jerry sketch. I don't know if you've ever seen it. And it's the, what was the dog in Tom and Jerry called? Was it Buster? What was B it? Butch. Butch, yes. Butch. So you have Butch, and Butch has got a frying pan, and he's hitting Tom the yeah. cat. And then <laughs> yes, Tom's, and hitting, Tom's hitting the, the, in the <laughs> dog. So they keep going around, and I always think that's a bit like us in the podcast, and we sit here, it's like, okay, who's going to set someone off now? Yay, it's me! Muppets and cartoons, we're doing well today, aren't we? We are. <laughs> I had most affinity with Animal, just so you know, on the Muppets. It was Animal and the drums, always my favourite. Oh. I kind of always wanted to be Animal. <laughs> I just like Gonzo. <laughs> oh yeah, I like Gonzo too. Gonzo was my favourite. I don't because I don't know what he was. I was just like, oh, I just re you know, you kind of relate to that sometimes. So you think, I don't know what you are. Yeah. I like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's particularly good on the Muppets Christmas Carol. He's oh, my favourite. He's fantastic. Yeah, and Rizzo. Rizzo the rat. Oh, Rizzo the rat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Totally reminiscing about crap. Oh, crap I know. Telly. I know. <laughs> Who's your favourite Muppet, Michael? Who's your favourite Muppet? I, I, Do you I have one? Say, well, not really, but uh, I'd quite like the two old guys up in the stalls. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. What but, are they called? Oh, I can't remember. Google. But, Look them up, Sarah. Um, when we first came to Australia, um, uh, and we found a, a dentist. My mum found a dentist for us, for the kids to go to. 
Um, they had they they had gas. Now going to a you know going to the dentist in England, it was there was nothing. There was no there was no jabs. There was no gas. It was just it was brutal. So we've come to Australia, and you sit you lay back in the chair. He puts earphones on, and gas is on. You're feeling dopey, and what came through was. Halfway up the stair, is the stair where I sit. There isn't any other chair quite like it. I'm zonked out on gas, and that's what that's my memory of the Muppets. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh god, that's it now, you're Robin. Right. <laughs> God, who, are the, who are the old guys? Who are they? Statler and Waldorf. That's it. Yeah, Statler and Waldorf. Yes. Yeah. yeah they were fantastic. Oh, oh brilliant. brilliant. I love that. Your stone song is the Muppet song. All <laughs> 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 right. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, my God. That's All right. So right then. Who's, who, okay, who's going next? You want to go next, Sarah? Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know what to say, really. I haven't prepped anything. Um, this episode was certainly been more emotional than I was expecting. Um, but I think, I think it just goes to show that you are, you're okay to show emotion around this time of year. It's not an easy time of year for us. I think I, I had a, a, a wobble yesterday, actually. I was going out and about, and um, I have noticed that I'm getting middle-aged brain more and more as I get older. And I've, my friend specifically told me to go to Angel in London, which is, um, there's a pub just down from Angel. And uh, I don't know why, but my brain went, oh yeah, Angel, we'll go to Highbury instead, which is a 20 minute walk. And during that walk, I was assailed by Christmas and children getting excited and looking in windows, you know, and it was just like, not now, not now. I'm supposed to be going out having fun. I don't need this. And it's just, you just don't know when it's going to come at you. So I think, I guess my message is, you know, we, I love the podcast because we put a voice to it. We're putting it out there, what's going on, and we get it. So if you are having a wobble on Christmas and somebody's asking you to do something that you're just not capable of doing, don't do it. Just say no. Just sort of say, look, it's just not for me right now. Um, I know my family have asked me to go and do a meal with my extended family and I'm the only one without children it's just not something I can do and I've said no and it's it's not easy I, I had a massive talk and wrestle with myself about doing it but now I've done it I don't have to um, I don't have to sort of put myself through it I, I value myself enough to know that it's going to damage me longer um, than it's worth me doing it for so it wouldn't just be that meal, it would be the heartache that it would bring up for me days, weeks afterwards. So I've said no, and it's, it's up to them whether they get upset. So if you're in a quandary and you're thinking, do I, don't I? Don't feel you have to. That would be my advice. But regardless of what your Christmas looks like this year, I hope it's a good one. I hope these messages help you, genuinely. And uh, I'm, I know I'm going to listen back and get tearful. So whatever it brings up for you, I'd, I'd go with it. But have a good one, the best you can. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> well done. Oh, well done. Thank you. So lovely. And you've ignored. Will you hold. 
we hold it together yeah just (laughs) i can hear it in your voice my darling i can hear it i know yeah yeah you're brilliant you're absolutely superstar you really are and you've ignored the fact that i had um, when i've been reading everything out i've literally put the the screen the slack screen over the top of you too so that i don't look at you otherwise i'll cry um <laughs> i took the glasses off so yeah, i couldn't no, see you no. <laughs> <laughs> same thing i was like i take them off you, i can't see you <laughs> yeah there you go yeah you see you you missed the dog because dog made an interruption oh. there um i was trying to get her to say to wave the paw at, at michael anyway but um, anyway <laughs> it didn't really work <laughs> right oh michael no pressure off you go love you can sing go on sing no not right now you better not you better but, put what? that bit about robin in. you got to put your singing in <laughs> um yeah I, I i i didn't prepare anything um and i thought i'd I thought I'd wait until I listen to what has happened in this this episode. And one of the things that I would like to say to you all out there is, as Berenice and I and Sarah, we thank you. And I'm, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to lose it in a minute because not only has this podcast we hope helped you it's helped us three as well um we've discovered lots about ourselves. um i don't think i've cried as much in my whole life as i have on this podcast um but that's a good thing so come christmas i hope you've picked up that that if you feel so conflicted that you don't know what to do because you're you're fighting against what you want to do versus what is expected of you. I hope we've cleared the air somewhat. And I know it's not easy. I know that it's hard. I've, I've done it myself where we've just said no. And I know it's not easy, but believe me, it's well worth it. As long as you, as long as you can just, just tell the truth, tell them why. Um, then it's not your problem. It's theirs because they need to accept that. I had a conversation with my brother once around this and I I demanded from him understanding because we chose not to celebrate Christmas the way that everyone expected us to. And I said, I demand some understanding from you because I've given it to you many times through your life. He's still talking to me. We're still brothers. It cleared the air. So don't be afraid of it and just have this little mantra inside your head. You know, when you come to a, come to a situation like that, don't say it out loud because it doesn't work, but I use fuck it. Cause that, that works really well for me inside my head. Just no, fuck it. That was supposed to be funny by the way. So I hope while you're driving the car, you can hold it together and not crash. All right. Or you're not sitting in the quiet carriage on the train and burst out laughing. Sorry if that happened. <laughs> but lastly, as, as this time of year is also about, um, you know, it's about giving thanks. It's about recognizing, you know, we're coming to the end of the year. We're coming to a new decade. I'm excited about this decade because as I immerse myself in this community, the, 
you know, I, I get so excited about the amount of positive energy and love that, it, that, that comes out of this, this community. And, um, you know, I'd like to thank you all for that. And my gift back to you, if you wish to take it up, is if you're feeling low at Christmas, get on Facebook and message me. Because I would, I would really like that. I, it would be a joy for me to know that I've helped someone. Um, and lastly, I want to thank Berenice and Sarah. I've done well. I've kept it together so far. <clears throat> because I, I, I look back to the very first episode that we did, what was getting to know the presenters. And um, I, from, from that point on, it was really interesting to see the growth of the Berenice, the, the romantic. With all those all those questions that we fired at each other um, about her 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 child being a child and and on the train and all those things yeah it it um it was really enlightening and Sarah on the other hand was she's this rebel waiting to burst out because you know her grandmother was a feisty woman and she oh I wish I could be like her. So I know that in Sarah, there's this, there's this rebel just waiting to burst out. That's why I swear a bit so she feels better, you know, that she can let that go. Um, and it, it just goes to show that, 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 you know, that we're all different. We're all diverse, but we all have this, we can all come together and, and make this a better, a better community. So, I've waffled on enough. Thank you. Have a safe holiday season. Message me if you need to. I give you my. I give you my permission. And let's let's do big big things in the new in this new decade. And that's all of you. Yes, you driving the car. Yes, you on the train. Thank you. Oh, oh, that Thank was you. wonderful. I'm the most least romantic person that you could possibly actually meet. No, 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 no. I don't mean so. I do. <laughs> if, listen, listen back, listen back to those answers. <laughs> oh, oh, do I have to? Oh. I hate hearing my voice. Oh my god! I always listen to you, Jim, and skip myself. Oh, oh good. Um, I, I think that's. I think they were lovely. I think that basically what we're saying to our um, oh. our listeners is we fucking love you. Thank you for listening to us. We bloody yeah. love you. We think you're absolutely just just top, brilliant, lovely. Yeah. Give me a big hug. And yes, as Michael says, you can message us. Um, you can. If you go to the website, um, www.thefullstoppod.com, you can send a message by that. You can also tweet us and you can um, Instagram us and Facebook us. We're on Facebook and one of us will pick it up. The best thing yeah. about us is that there's three of us, so you never know who you're going to get. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like a box of Quality Street. Full <laughs> Stop <know>? Roulette. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Laugh is like a bar to chocolates. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Or a full stop podcast. You don't know who you're going to get <laughs> on no. the end. But actually, if you want to send a message to one of us in particular, then just pop our name on it and we will pick it up. And we genuinely don't mind. We are a team of three, but we know that sometimes you may want to reach out to one of us in particular. That is absolutely fine. Do that. We're around all holidays. Um, yeah. 
ill we're about and you can ask us anything and if you just want to to just go oh god it's awful then that is okay too and you're allowed to swear we don't yeah. mind we like swearing we yeah. fucking love it too. number of i think we, we give out we should give out like an award for the most f's in one of the message most <laughs> yes, we could do that we could have that yes we we've been talking today off air about um oh this is spoiler alert spoiler alert for the new year is about um merch podcast merch um so if we've got an idea about, about all sorts of things i think swearing might have to go in there as a merch thing yeah um, oh yeah <laughs> so, anyway. I, I, want a, I want the mug that says fuck it yes <laughs> yes the full stop podcast says yeah yes yeah we could do that we've got or some the quite, t-shirt we've got some gems haven't we we've got some lovely <laughs> gems we do yes Along with all the, the messages about my dog as well. But anyway, we will put something together. So spoiler up for the new year. We are back in January with um, a brilliant and very sweary but fabulous interview um, with the broadcaster, writer and journalist, Bibi Lynch, who was in conversation with Sarah and with Michael. So I'll be a little absent from that one. Hoorah! Aren't you lucky? Um, so, um, but I'll be back with you and, and with Michael and with Sarah in February all of the episodes for that we're planning for 2020 are on the website if you see anything that you would like to be part of please don't hesitate to get in touch go look now right now go now stop listening to us go to the website have a look at what's coming up on the future episodes and say god i've got a brilliant story for that one because your words matter they matter as much as mine, as much as Sarah's, as much as Michael's, and all of the guests that have appeared with us. And we would just like to wish give a warm and lovely thank you to all of the people who have appeared on the podcast with us since we started. So, gosh, do we want to do a quick run through of all of our guests and say thank you to them? Gosh, yes. Why not? Do that, yes. shall yes. we? Because we just think they are epic. And next year, we want to add your name person there on the train in the car, wherever you might be. We'd love to add you to that list and we'd like to say thank you to you. So please do get in touch. So, <laughs> here we go with the guest list. Who wants to start? Should we start by doing it by our episode? We should start do really, shouldn't we? I right, think so. Jodie Jody needs to go first, really, doesn't she? Okay, so on episode one, we did Speaking Out. Um, actually, no, thanks to us, you two, us, because <laughs> meet the presenters. Whoa, we're oh, yeah. Yeah, great. That was the first trial episode, the unnumbered episode. So there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, big thanks to Jodie Day for being on our first and this one, which was amazing. Episode two was Writing It Out with Lorna Gibb, Annie Kirby, Tessa Broad, and Leslie Pine. Episode four was Men and Childlessness, which is the first episode we've done this, and we are returning to this subject in the new year. Um, but for the first episode that we did of this, we want to say a massive thank you to Dr. Robin Hadley, to Rod Silvers, and to Andy Harrod. Thank you very much. Big thanks to everyone that appeared on episode five because it was a marathon episode. It was all uh, it was World Childless Week, so the lovely Steph Phillips was on, and we had a collection of the World Childless Week champions. So deep breath. Uh, we had Jodie Day, Robin Hadley, Rod Silvers, Vicky Page, Anne Barrett, Karen Enfield Devers, Yvonne Mayer, Bibi Lynch, and Yvonne John. So thank you to them all. And so episode six was mental health with Muriel Whale. Thank you, Muriel. 
And finally, the episode that's just preceded us was um, Fuck Passivities and we had Emily Scott um, from IVF Fairness. Thank you so much, Emily, for joining us on episode seven. And this episode, number eight, you are listening to Tessa Broad, Stephanie Phillips, Jodie Day, Andy Harrod, Yvonne John, Anne Barrett, Sevilla Morgan, Anne Brock, Robert, Jennifer Parrish, Helen Whiffen, Sophia, Tanya Tressler, Leslie Pine, Kate Kaufman, Brandy Lydell, Rosalind Bubb and Liz from Melbourne. You know, the love and support that exists in this community is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And the three of us feel so privileged that you allow us to represent you. Thank you. We would love it if you could rate the podcast on the app that you are using. It would allow it to be seen by more and more people. And this will help us extend our reach and bring more into the fold. Now you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. So if you go via our website, www.thefullstoppod.com, you'll find all the links there. And we absolutely love hearing from you. Now thanks for sticking around for this marathon episode, but I think you'll agree it was well worth it. And we look forward to the new year with you all. And please remember, as always, you are not alone.